Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. The Walsh. Game week one in the books. We made it, baby. We're done. We're done. <laughs> We're all done. We got there. How you doing? I'm good, dude. I'm I'm still juiced up. Nothing has yeah. faded yet from my preseason enthusiasm. What about you? That's a good sign. Juiced up, roided up. Yeah. No, I mean, watching games again was just so fun to the be able to best. put a couple games on at the same time on Saturday and just like in the Discord, seeing yeah. all the things and having actual images playing through in my brain now when I look at the players and think about things is a lot yep. better than what it was like on Friday. Exactly. Thursday, rather. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and seeing people panic and getting all the questions and the stats and highlights and just like, oh, so man, yeah. it's open. Yeah, it's, it's, it's begun. So fucking, it's so fucking hilarious. So much of this shit about FPL, just the world oh, I mean, of FPL. It's Hardly Boys. Shout out to Hardly Boys immediately being like, I think I'm minus 12 in our Discord. I was just like, I just replied, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you're only as good as your last game. My entire identity and self-worth is 100% one-to-one correlation with my FPL week. Oh my God. So how'd you right? do so how'd you do? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's one crisp. take. It's hilarious. <laughs> one way to look at it. Um, pretty, I mean, I didn't do anything really dumb. So I'm happy that's just huge. from that standpoint. Huge. I got 60, 68 points, one off from the ideal score total. But <laughs> yeah, good. You know, I mean, I did end up doing the 8 million goalkeeper. So that, you know, okay. But... <laughs> Got Trips and Jane Reese and Cancelo and Captain Mo and Holland. I mean, everyone else blank. You know, it's kind of everyone sort of that did Captain Mo with Holland was sort of plus or minus like a six point range. Yeah. In the like around where me and you were like high sixties, low seventies. Unless if you really had like cool subs, you had one like one or two really correct calls, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, 68. I think my team's good. I like some of my players. Obviously, already concerned about some of my players. <laughs> yeah, but same. That's where I'm at. How about you? How, how did you? Yeah, how did you find I mean, it? yeah, like you said, like uh, we and the template are all in and around the same scores. I think, unless, like you said, like you had Kulu or you went for a, you know, went for Kane over Holland, which we obviously talked about, or like Zinchenko or something like that. Those are the only other guys that like people actually owned who got like you know double digits and stuff but um yeah i'm on i'm on 73 um just a really good start i think if you start sub 1 million like you're doing great you know you're you're right on track for like a good what season what if you I start think. over 1 million still good though it's still good oh. yeah 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 you're still thanks good. thanks don't worry about it thanks Ryan. but yeah mine's just a little better you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> i pay the premium for eddie and that's basically the difference between our points you got ward one point and i got an ederson seven pointer i don't know how the fuck he got a bonus point um but that's i different... don't know i think the three million i invested in over bailey to get mount three instead of two is worth it not bad all right, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the live FPL is kind of interesting at this time because, you know, we don't have like a top 10K to compare ourselves to, but they do have like an elite managers who just are like their best managers of the past. And their average was 67.1. So we're both above that, you know, 
that's good. We're off to a good start, I think. And you, and I a huge thanks to you because I was looking at Kane over Holland up until you know what was that our Wednesday pod, and you just told me it's dumb, and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So, sounds dumb. <laughs> if you say it's dumb, it's probably uh, pretty dumb. First uh, league updates of the year. Oh my uh, god, we're back. Yeah, we're actually back now. Hey. Um, yeah, so the uh, Patreon Prize League, Mug League, if you're not in it yet, all Patreon subscribers should be in it. I posted multiple times on Patreon. You can just fill out a little form, get the league code, join the league. But um, yeah, first we place a, is... Should we say that like six times? It's annoying that no one actually listens to a word that I say. Do you think everyone just, fast forward is no one's listening to this right now? Uh, so Everyone's many people DM me just, hey, hey, mate, can I get the lean code? And I'm like, let me get the link and just fill this thing out. <laughs> takes two seconds and you get the fucking code. But um, yeah, Noel in first place. Stacey McDonald, aka Noel in first place. Franco Dunno, aka FC Fossey. And Alex Walsh, Walshy, the cuz, tied with a few others in third. So, you know, off to a flyer. Good job by you guys. And then, you know, Public League, David Kerr, aka Real Madras with a 99 pointer. So, he triple cap mo. That's that's how you do that. My brother. That. So brother's team is done. That brother is taking the season off. Not interested. Other brother who's never played FPL in his life, kind of interested. Made a team, and one of the first things he asked me is the top guy got thirty six points for Mo, and I only got twenty four points for Mo. What? Why? And I please halt. Like, please yeah. halt. Like, oh, they're the fucking thing of it. So, so he's basically. I mean, he's that's where he's he's years away from asking you for the league code form number. Oh my god! If no, chance. no chance. No <laughs> chance. Yeah. The question. The, and the tiering of questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he is nowhere near. He he's right. like. I mean, he's at the point where he's like, okay, so do I have to make a move? And I was like, no, you could just chill. Your team's good. And he's like, so. Should I captain Zinchenko? We got 12 points. And I'm like, no. He's not going to get 12 points every week. It's not really work oh like that. Yeah. All so right. That's where well, we are. Well, it keeps you humble. Keeps you humble. Keeps me humble. It's nice to uh, feel very smart sometimes. Um, let's move on. Where would you like to begin? The we world's got, oyster is too much oystering right now. I have got, no idea. We got so many Man City questions. All right, um, well, so I think a, it's a decent, decent place to start. I mean, everyone who asked on Sunday about Kane to Holland, I was like, yeah, do it immediately. I would just do it immediately, no question. But then there's people like a Dundee Monkey. He said, I promise not to take hits this season for knee jerks. Tell me why I should stay strong and not moving Kane to Holland. So he hasn't made the move yet. And Daniel Ice said, I don't have Holland, and due to the price change, I can't go Kane to Holland. Is it a good idea to take a hit to get to Holland, or should I just stick with Kane for another week? Hope he wakes up against Chelsea. So... Man, you're in a fuck. You fucked up. You fucking. You really fucked up. Like you made your bed. You're lying in it, but you also took a shit in it while you're lying in it because you just needed to make that move on Sunday. I said it so many times. I said it so many times. Listen to the pod. But what do you, what do you do, man? Well, I mean, there's no point addressing those who already moved. But if you are still yeah. debating the question, I think if you have a second. Like in air quotes, like issue where you're like, this is not of downgrade to get the point five freed up. You know, I think that's fine. I think taking the hits fine. Just 
like you said, you know, you fucked up, correct the mistake. Holland's going to be getting a lot of points all year. And Kane's still playing in midfield, as we have known for some time now. And you just do it. Yeah. But if it's uh, like, I you. have nowhere to go, like, I don't want to downgrade anywhere because that means it would be like my 5-5 five, five mid to Bailey or something, then, yeah. okay, like, maybe wait. Yeah, then it's quest- more questionable. But that's, I mean, sort of a, as a generalization. Yeah, I mean, it's I, hard to answer to the very team-specific case-by-case. But, you know, Kane still has home wolves at Forest, you know, in three and four. It's not like he's a bad pick. Like, he's still going to get points. He, I mean, Sun should have laid it off to him. He should have had a tap-in, you know, and you'd he, everyone would be singing a different song if that were the case. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think Holland is just, like, so clearly, like, that move is just, like, the most obvious move of life on Sunday after the City game. Like, he should have made the move. Yep. Um, okay. Some other questions on just, you know, Jack and the other city attackers and stuff. Uh, Mike Max said, Jack is looking flat. Who, if anyone, should Jack owners trade him out for, or should we hold? Uh, Bolter asking about Mares. Adman said, who's the best third city spot for us with Holland and Cancelo? Um, Jeff, you know, how hard do we prior- prioritize a third city? So same kind of question. Janner, who do you prefer out of Jack and Foden? And Bryce said, what are your thoughts on Alvarez as a third city option? Cheaper than all the mids. <laughs> Probably get similar minutes over the season, or is there already too much competition for forward I, spots I like, for FPL? I feel like Bry like sits there and is like, what is the most ridiculous yeah. fucked up shit I can yeah. come up with? Yeah. <laughs> and then he I, puts I it agree. in the thing. Yeah. I also like, wanted to revisit that other m- thing from that other guy before we go into this promising yourself before game week one starts to not take hits is not a good idea <laughs> i would fully advise against doing that because you're just limiting your ability to enjoy your life it's an insane thing to do and you're going to just constantly have self-loathing and disappointment so just f- stop that and all the best managers it's take part of the some game. hits yeah, yeah it's it part, is of, the part game. of the game yeah no one just no one do like, good ones finishes top 10k and with no hits also like, like just two hits all year that doesn't yeah, happen it just doesn't happen so just take good hits that's just make sure yeah. you don't take any bad ones yeah it's yeah easy. which that's uh, easy. It's, it's harder easy. to define uh, but yeah <laughs> but so what did you see in the city non-holland performance you know jack etc i mean i thought jack was really bad I mean, mm. uh, it seemed like I was in sort of the minority there. Like a lot, like I tweeted that and a lot of people were like, what? Like I thought he was good. I thought he like grew into the game. I just thought like every so time he got the, the jack owners were exposing themselves. Yeah, I, guess, I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, basically, <laughs> I mean, I thought basically every time he got the ball, it just like slowed down the attack, borderline killed the attack. He was just putting in like sort of lazy crosses that were mostly blocked. Um, I just didn't think he had a good game. I mean, I still rate the player and stuff, and it, it's obviously a good sign that he played 90. You know, he wasn't one of the ones ripped off, and, you know, so maybe that means Pep was happy with him. Maybe maybe not. I don't really know, but I was definitely not encouraged at all by the Jack performance. Okay, so is that a hold? don't sell, don't buy? <sighs> I mean, they play Bournemouth next. Yeah, if he starts Bournemouth, you know, we're expecting City to score four or five probably. So if he starts and plays 90 again, maybe he runs into a return. But I still just, it, like, it, it just, to me, sort of picked up where we left off last season. And I was just like, he just doesn't really look that close to fantasy points. He's not Villa Jack. Like, he's not, everything is not running through him. He's not the, 
the center of everything at all. You know, Holland maybe even made it less so. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, of course, one of the crosses comes off. It could be an assist, but like, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't feel good about that at all. I think okay. I, would, I wouldn't really have much hesitation getting rid aside from the fact that it was just one fucking game. So I think in general, being patient is probably better. You know, I don't think there's like a, seven like a sub seven mid that i'm that is like equivalent to like a holland where i'm like get him immediately like i would have made that move on sunday like i don't think that player exists so you know being patient is probably right but yeah i'm i'm, I'm not high on it right now okay i mean it's also home bournemouth is a hard one to get rid. he could easily not start that game though so yeah he might you know, just not you know, start yes yeah. yeah i mean martinelli i guess you know yeah, Martinelli was the name that jumped out to me. It's just, you know, Leicester's not, you know, a team that just got, you know, promoted, unlike the Cherries. So it's just like, those aren't, you're going from like that good fixture to like a bad one and game week one. I mean, I, I probably it's, would still just say, you still probably just save that. Yeah, that's what I mean. You probably yeah. say, but one of the things I was most surprised about with Martinelli, you know, wasn't that he got a goal, but in that like elite yeah. manager thing that I was saying live FPL is like, he's 80% owned by those teams. Oh, like that's okay. the, basically the equivalent of like the top 10 K ish is like 80%. Yeah. Like I did not think he was like that kind of template guy. I thought he was more like, you know, cause overall his ownership's not that high. And usually we see, you know, those are kind of one to one in game week one. And so that was really surprising to me. And I felt bad not owning him <laughs> worse than not owning him. Yeah. I mean, that was like the thing that was my last thing I did was moving Martinelli to Mount getting right. that money from goalkeeper and shit. And yeah, I mean, I think with Martinelli, it, it is just the positioning, right? I mean, he missed the the good chance that he had. Yeah. If he keeps doing that and they keep playing that way, you know, he's just going to get points. Yep. And, you know, that's just the sheer fact of the matter. Um, and, you know, at his price is just severely undercosted. Yeah. I mean, Jack but, to Martinelli, you don't like that? I'm just, I think saving is better. I think getting an extra weeks of information is just going to be more impactful than, than doing that because, you know, I mean, if, if the fixture was a lot different, if the fixture was a lot better for Arsenal and they had like a really good fixture, I would be more inclined to, to recommending that. But I do really like, you know, being able to save game week one because Me too. you might, you might want to go up. You know, you it, don't know it, yeah, it's what ideal. the other problem is. It's yeah. ideal to save, but I think Home Lester's fine. You know, yeah. they, they were definitely not like tight in that second half. Brentford well, yeah. kind of destroyed they were them. For, they were for half the game. Yeah, they were for half. And then, you know, and then Martinelli has at Bournemouth home Fulham. So it's like yeah. in the case of Jack, maybe you could argue for more information. But I feel like with someone like Martinelli, who is just an easy downgrade, like I don't really need more information. Like I want yeah. him for the next three game weeks. And Jack, yeah. it's like yeah, the, the trap of like more information is, you know, what happens if he you know, play, he starts and get, you know, looks kind of bad again, maybe gets one assist or something. Is that like, okay, I'm keeping him. Like he's a great pick, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. The ceiling, it seems low for, for, uh, Jack to me. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I mean, it, it is still in that kind of peripheral figure in the way the team sets up. And yeah, at fantasy points, it is really limited to just his crosses coming off or his, you know, his, his cutbacks coming off, but see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're definitely, you're definitely concerned, especially because minutes are still a concern, you know, with him. Do you see, what do you see? Maybe I was like, thinking about Foden. I mean, I, we'll talk about Mount. Like I'm just, I've been looking around at the midfielders a lot and yeah, you know, I mean, I, 
granted, right, at West Ham is a very unique game and, you know, yeah. they're not going to have another one like that for some time now. But do you, do you, what do you see from Foden? Are you, are you liking Foden or still similar to sort of where we were before? I mean, he offers a lot more, in my opinion, than Jack. You know, he's not just a crosser. He's not just a presser. Like, he can cut inside. He can shoot. He had a close shot. Yeah. Um, you know, so I feel like in terms of minutes, his versatility will lend itself to more minutes, probably. And in terms of, like, avenues of points, I think he has more. You know, so I, I'm higher on Foden than Jack. But... You know, it might. I also just, you know, would be very unsurprised if none of these guys end up being great picks for the season, like, which is yeah. kind of the norm, you know? Yeah. That's like standard for City. So, but it's, but that's the thing with it is, you know, we don't need for the season. We need these little windows. So yeah. Like, while, yeah. you know, we just have to kind of try and identify that, but which then just beckons, right? The third city player being a defender, you know, I mean, they still have yeah. That's what I like. Walker, Ederson, yeah, because you're not worried as much about the minutes there, right? So yeah, Walker yeah. starts, gets the clean, you know, like we said, you know, and okay, okay, starts, you know, does the thing, uh, you know, it's just it's so secure. It's it's yeah. such a consistent avenue of points, you know, yeah, that it's hard for someone who's not nailed like Foden and Jack to really account for that, yeah, um. And then the one other question was just John. He said, is Cancelo still essential? Holland looks to have changed the shape a bit and negatively impacted him. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of talk about this and, you know, him playing in DM and playing more narrow and things right. like that. You know, I mean, listen, one game at West Ham. Yeah, that's... They were doing some tactical stuff against the three at the bat. You know, let's let's see what happens you know, when they're playing Bournemouth at home yeah. and they only have to have two, you know, or three defenders at the midway, right? So I'm with you. that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'm totally with you. Yeah, I think it was a weird game. And that's a, that's the thing with Game Week 1, right? There's some stuff that we should read into and most of the stuff that we shouldn't read yep. into and it's really hard to, like, parse that out. But, yeah, I mean, what more do you need from a player who gets an easy clean, a yellow card, and still gets two bones. I mean, like, yep. that is just screaming, like, auto-pick essential. Like, I don't really care what his positioning was. Yeah. So, that, yep. that's it for that. Same, yeah, and that's sort of similar with Reese, right? I mean, he yeah. Yeah, yeah. just got a yellow card and two bones and, you know, didn't do anything well. Right. But just shits <laughs> bonus out. So, it's like, it's, yeah, this is a good pick in the game. It's really crazy how fucking consistent and good at bones he is. He just took like, I think he took, he took thirteen corners, zero like good ones, zero good ones. They're all half were blocked, half were short. It, it was just a nightmare. It was, and he just, yeah, he just yellow card two yep. bones, not even close. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe we should we should jump to that. Maybe. Okay. Um, I mean, you're on Mount, et cetera. So Richard said, after the Everton game, how do you feel about Chelsea attack? We got a bunch of people, Hardly Boys, D-Bomb, Bjorn again, Glenn, asking about Mount and Reese. Um, if Mount is indeed playing the front three, does that make him far more likely to be rotated with the other attacking options? Or are we overreacting from, from Cabron Lames? Um, you know, Sunut is looking already Kulu in for Mount in game week two. Should we be more reactive when we're likely to use the wild card earlier this season? And then Jono said, do you think it's okay to bench James for this week only in order to play one of your bench attackers? In my case, Bailey, or is that just overthinking? So what do you see from Chelsea? 
<sighs> I've been saying to you since the, the game ended. Yeah, I guess the, you I think happy. The, the most difficult game to kind of assess and analyze because it was so fucking weird. I mean, and the ball. Someone made the comment. I apologize. I forgot who it was, but it was easily my favorite comment of the weekend. It, it felt like we were watching Burnley play Burnley, like is how <laughs> the game was. You know, I mean, Everton were parked to fuck land. And Chelsea wanted a counter, couldn't counter, there was no space really. And they just were hoofing bullshit into the box, you know, all game. And the Mount, Raz, Kai, like triumvirate in attack, in my mind, seems like it should work based on the player's skills and attributes. And the movement should be a complete disaster for any defense to have to deal with. But it definitely did not play out that way against Everton. Um, I mean, I thought, I felt like Raz was kind of coming short a little bit too much and, you know, they're just, Mount was finding himself kind of out of the game. I don't know. He switched sides a couple of times. I mean, he, he was, he couldn't find the game really. I think he had one good action or two, maybe if I can remember. Yeah. Pickford made one good save on his like, shot from shot, outside of the box. But it wasn't yeah. really good, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a high value shot no. at all. I mean, he wasn't really getting, I mean, no one was really getting into the box. I mean, Chelsea didn't create a chance really the whole game almost, it seemed like to me. Um, but it's obviously a concern. You know, I mean, the, the other thing too, I was, I was like, Conte was the closest to FPL points. <laughs> and <laughs> so Chelsea, weird. when that, that happens, I feel like not never, like sometimes. And when those games are happening, I just, like hit like like smacking myself in the face like what is this like they have all these players and this is the guy that they're trying to free up or this is the guy that's in all this space as the extra whatever like just fuck off like you're not good in this area of the pitch ever and that was what was happening it seemed like forsake everyone else let's get conte free it's like and I was, it was just so frustrating. I'm sure there's a very good footballing reason as to like well, why yeah, he was I think free Everton and shit. were just so fucking deep. I mean, they yeah. really were burning it up that like, you know, the forwards are just basically in the box, like pressed up against them and all the spaces in midfield. Everton has no midfield. So Conte was just taking it, you know, as yeah. he should. But it would have been yeah. nice to see like, Kai come get the ball, Mount yeah, come get like the ball. Trying, instead of yeah, just stand still of just and let like, Conte try and beat three guys. Exactly. You can't do that. It's yeah, so, absolutely. you know, I, I, I'm a bit higher on that performance. Like, I thought Raz is really lively and without a couple, like, clutch blocks, you know, I think they probably do make that, like, three nothing instead of, you know, just a pen. Um, you know, Mikalenko had that, that, that yeah, block. Yeah, that on one that. really good block. Yeah, yeah just, no, Raz just, was definitely the best. Yeah, player. there were like just a couple moments where it was like one little nick off the dribble or one slightly heavy touch where it would have been like a monster chance or something like that. But no, it definitely wasn't great. Um, and I feel like the, the data point we got from Everton was sort of just like, oh shit, this is how they're going to play this season. Yeah. Like this is, you know, they're buying all the Burnley players to do the Burnley thing. Like that's, you know, maybe what we thought was a great fixture is actually like, you know, it's still good, but not great. <laughs> Cause yeah. if they just don't ever push anyone up by, you know, across the halfway line, except for like two guys, it's like, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, and they got Cody in today, which is a really good really addition good. for them. They're going to be playing three at the back all year, and he's he doesn't really get hurt, which is you know clearly the biggest issue with like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like Godfrey's going to be out for a really long time, and you know, I mean, Mina just played a game, so he's injured, obviously. I think we'll have to, the thing with Everton we'll have to see more, I think, is what they do against the, you know, mid table to bottom yeah. half teams, because 
they could open up and be a good fixture for those teams yes. in attack, but a bad one for the top six. So yeah. that's the thing that we need to kind of figure out and figure out quickly. Yes. Because, you know, previously we're like, oh yeah, Everton, like LOL, Everton, like Frank, Frank, Frank. Yeah. DCL's hurt, like they can't function. Like, oh yeah, well, they're just going to put 11 men in and around their own box. So yeah. good luck with that, you know, which is, you know, what we might be seeing very... Yeah, you know, I mean, in- Gordon and Gray were the only two of their 11 that whose average position was across the halfway line yeah and it wasn't that far <laughs> you know it's yeah. just it was yeah. just a ridiculous thing um yeah. for them but yeah raz definitely was like big time on my radar you know for i felt like did you feel like you i felt like i wasn't making forward runs though like to thought, receive the ball like i felt like he was like dribbling and like but coming deep but like there was no one was like trying to break a line with him yeah running. maybe was that maybe, maybe that's there was just no space. no space yeah maybe yeah. maybe that's what that was but you know i i'm not looking at him for this week anyway so we'll get yeah. another like data point but three yeah. four five you know they're at leeds home leicester at southampton so that that is serious um yeah. for these chelsea guys so that's more what i'm thinking there um but, I, but Mount, with, I mean, as a Mount, Mount owner yeah, i mean what i'm do worried you do? i'm worried I, i'm just completely worried i think just yeah. because you know he might he just didn't look good. He didn't play well. He got subbed early. He just I was really like, okay, Mount's involved. Yeah, he wasn't involved at all. And yeah. I, I was like, okay, Mount, like he's 90 minutes every game. Like he's going to be in and around all of their good actions. And yeah. he was just not that at all. And they have Spurs right now. So it's hard to hold him. You know, it is hard to hold him because for me, right, I'm not going to hold him and then drop him before he plays Leeds. So, you know, I'm sort of need to make that decision now of like, yeah. What am I doing here? You know, am I committing right. to the next couple and then I'm going to look elsewhere in my team or is, am I saying this is a problem? I want to dodge this bad fixture and he's really bad in good games for FPL points. He, you know, he's, he blanks in those games. He's more flat track burly. So I, you know, I'm still not so sure. So what's your I'm, gut right now? I'm just curious. Like you obviously aren't going to make this call till like Friday, but what, what do you think you're going to do right now? Like who would you swap to right now? Martinelli is probably the loudest yeah, thing just I because, so. I mean, it would also free up two million, you know, yeah. and I, uh, I mean, that looks like a mistake just watching the game against us, even though, you know, he missed, he did get a goal, but he, you know, he, and he missed that really good chance. I mean, he didn't have like too many really good, like FPL point, close to FPL points, except for the one champ. I mean, the goal was one, was a non event to like me. It was just broken, a set piece, weird, broken bullshit. Thing. Yeah. But the, I mean, he did have the best chance of the game, probably. Yeah. Yeah. In that, well, next for, for Arsenal. Dude, but he was, playing, the, he was just playing out of position the whole game. He was just playing forward the whole game. That fucking chance was <laughs> Jesus literally like, he like megged two people, like sealed someone out, dribbled. And it was insane. And then it was just like, yeah, wide open right there. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, to me, like one of the, one of the takeaways of the week is just like Martinelli should be in my team. Um, at that price with the upcoming fixtures, like yep. he's definitely screaming the loudest to me as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tough call that you're going to have to make. Yeah. Cause it's also like I have trips who I'm not sure about in this near next upcoming gun Roman fixtures. I have Neto who I, you know, I think he played really well, but you know, they, they're not good. And you know, is that a problem? I'm not sure. So those are the other things. Right? It's like, it's not just, Oh yeah do this move. It's like, well, what, what are the trickle down effects? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. But getting 2 million in the bank will always help. Yes. With absolutely. any of, with that, whatever your with next move above. is yeah. going to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's definitely worth what thinking do you about think? for Chelsea. Do you think, do you think Mount should be a hold for right now? I think so. 
You know, it's I think he's still. One game. Yeah, I think he's just very, very clearly like nailed into their front three. I don't think that's concern at all. Yeah, and you know, I think that like we might just see a very different game home Spurs. You know, where there's space to counter, there's space to run in behind, there's space to cut in for mount and stuff like that. And like all of a sudden, we we might just be looking because I I think that's like an elite front three, and I just think that like there's a very decent chance that this next run of games we're looking at it very different team from after game week one and where we're just like holy shit like they're so hard to deal with no one can you know no one can do anything so yeah i I think i would personally hold and i'm also just a fan of like being patient unless there's something like a holland situation where i'm like it's just really dumb and bad to not have him right now um yeah Yep. You know, yeah, even I though I love that. the Martinelli pick, it's not like, you know, I'm not like people aren't going to captain him and it's not an amazing fixture. And, you yeah. know, so yeah. that's not the same level. Okay. Um, that's kind of where I am. Yeah. No, that makes more sense. I um, mean, I think if these shoes were reversed and you had Mount and I didn't, I would be probably saying very similar things yeah, to you. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Liverpool? Sure. They did a bad job. Yep. They lost the, there. They tied the game. Yep. They love to say on Anfield Rap, yeah, Liverpool lost two or like Fulham defeated Liverpool two two. Um, yeah, I mean Darwin needs to be discussed. Um, so let's discuss discuss with me. <laughs> Hemdog said I'm X curious and overdrive for Darwin. Is it too early to rip up the manual shift to four three three? Brett said, does Darwin enter the mix as a viable third option? Surge, is it just a matter of time before Klopp realizes that Firmino's washed, starts Nunez ahead of him? How long will his role be limited to chaos impact sub? And then Bear said, Why shouldn't we drop Jesus for Darwin? Speaking of overreaction, without a doubt, moving to the second best team in the league and still capable of goals from the bench. What, where are you at on Darwin? We were both just very out on him before yeah. game week one. Well, I mean, if if I knew in advance that he was going to play 39 minutes and be number one in overall ICT index ranking, <laughs> I would have had a different, you know, taste. He's singing probably. a different tune. But uh, he obviously, right, he came on and changed the game. Um, luck demands, you know, they certainly have a lot of creative players to find him, to find a focal point in the middle that we haven't seen. You know, we really haven't seen Trent and Robbo play on a team with a striker, a, you know, a real out and out target striker really ever with a, one that is de- I mean, Ben Tech, I, I don't even know who, who <laughs> we could look, I don't know what years overlap, but not like a good one. Like yeah, Darwin's, yeah, yeah. Darwin's good, but, um, and, you know, Jota's out right now. So if there is a time to, hunt on it then it would be now you know it's still just you know you're spending more money eschewing other really good assets and diaz and midfield you know rabo any defender to get darwin who you're net literally captaining zero percent of the, the time the rest of the season or however long you own him so i don't love that right i just i don't love that and how what you have to do to the rest of your team to to get him and who you have to compromise i mean i don't believe that making your third liverpool player Darwin and then removing Jesus from your team is like good. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. really to me a bigger piece of the issue is, you know, your team is going to look just not that good. I think when you, when you put him in, getting to I think the clear problem, right? Yeah. Like even me, I have a million in the bank. I mean, sure. There's teams out there that don't have triple out Liverpool and maybe they have like an easy route in, but you know, even for me with a million in the bank, it'd be like, I'd have to take a hit, double move Diaz out to get Darwin in and some other midfielder, you know, whatever it is. Um, 
that said, I mean, what he's done in two like 40 minute sub appearances at first against City and then against Fulham is is just insane. I mean, the numbers he's putting up are really, really crazy, like, you know, beyond what we've seen from a Liverpool attacker outside of Mo, like, basically ever. Um, you know, fucking goal assist, at 1xG, 0.7xA, 4 shots, 8 touches in the box in fucking 40 minutes, whatever. So, I mean, I think the explosiveness is obviously there, and I totally expect him to start you know, for the next run, probably. I do think Bob is, like, showing his age a bit, um, you know, and especially after what Dar- Darwin's doing, you know, I think it's obviously time. But, you know, Home Palace is still a bad fixture. So I'm not, like, ripping it up to get an attacker against Palace, um, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe he start. I think it's like, we always say this, but it's worth reminding, like, I don't think you get much of an advantage by being the first one on the player ever in FPL. Like, even if he fucking, like, braces Home Palace, it's like, cool, you got, you know, fucking 10 points or whatever, 11 points. That's good to have that over the field, but it's not like you just, like, won FPL, and you're just like, oh my god, I got Darwin at 9, and got 11 more points than everyone else. And then everyone gets to get him in game week 3, you know, with, like, no cost against, you know, a terrible Man United, and you just don't have a lot of advantage, but you take all the risk. So... Yeah, I probably wouldn't rip it up to get him right now, and I wouldn't pull out a good pick like Jesus to get him right now. But you know, rolling a lot of people are probably rolling their transfer this week, and I think he's like very, very much on the radar. If he starts and does what he's been doing, it's like it's going to be soon. You know, rip it up, and everyone should get him. I think. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. I'm a lot more just kind of tepid on this situation i think because i just still i feel like we just need to see some more reps because it's very different when you're coming on to play 40 minutes against fulham who are playing in a way that you know kind of is to darwin's strengths and are shattered right playing the last 30 to 40 minutes of a game against liverpool is not the same as playing you know the the full game but you know if he's starting the game right so I just, I want to see a little bit more because, you know, these are good picks that we're removing. I mean, I, I guess, you know, come bringing up the DS thing, you know, and knowing that you could more easily switch your formation and do Diaz to Darwin. You know, we, we don't necessarily know that Diaz is a really good FPL pick, yeah, right? Yeah, for mean, sure. So, I mean, that, that could be the case. Yeah. If that's your situation, you know, after a few more games pass that, you know, okay, Darwin's starting, Jota's still nowhere near the team. You know, and that that's just a strict upgrade and, you know, save and do it at the right opportune time or save, you know, double hit, whatever could be a good thing. But I still think it's a couple games away and it's it's just smarter and better to, you know, let these let this shit unfold a little bit. Longer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm not going to rip it up and take a hit in game week two for him. I'm just not there. I, I don't think it's that situation. He's yeah. still not nailed, you know, and we haven't even seen him start one game. Um yeah. But it's I'm I'm just a lot like further in my progression than you are in terms of yeah. like if he starts and uh, keeps doing this and gets another goal then I'm like yeah I'm there because I do think like you know and this is all speculation but I do think it will sort of relegate Diaz to what I was saying in preseason like more that Firmino role like more yeah. the linker and creator and Darwin and Mo being the goal scorers because um, usually that's how Liverpool go you know it's like one linker creator progressor guy. 
in the past that would have been Firmino and two goal scorers, just two just like out and out goal scorers like Mane and Mo. And it's just like it's sort of the same thing as that. They're just in different positions, you know, it's wide left instead of yeah. in the middle for the creator. Yeah. So yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, no, okay. it's it's just one to watch. Um yeah. And then Diaz Rabo. Dadlet still said Diaz versus Rabo. And then Franken says that I'm a huge fan of Diaz. He strikes me as a player who's great in real life, but his finishing is an elite. Um, you know, when Nunez is on, Diaz seemed to drop deeper and more wide. Is Diaz to Foden premature right now? I mean, like, yeah, what do you see from Diaz just on that note? I mean, he was like the best player on Liverpool probably in that first half. I mean, he hit the bar. In the first he half, was, for sure. Yeah, yeah, in the first half. I mean, yeah, he definitely faded in the second half. He got subbed. I mean, him and Darwin played like 10 minutes together, so I don't, yeah. I'm not taking anything from that. Um, I mean, again, you know, the, the game was very weird. So <laughs> you know, I weird, think it, it was just Fulham were playing like with high intensity, you know, pressing high, not like playing with a pretty high line. Like they just made things uncomfortable and Liverpool were just like Liverpool to a man. Awful. So I'm, I don't really love the idea of, you know, overreacting to this very bizarre game in this case, when we have such a big, such a bigger bank of information in watching this Liverpool team at the end of last season, you know, and I, I believe that they will revert more to that type. And, you know, I, I think, that Diaz is a really good player, you know, yeah. and it, like you said, you know, if we have some more body of work where we can say, no, you know, he is dropping deeper and yes, he's stitching things together and he's not as close to F- FPL points as Darwin. Then the question is, do I want Robbo or Darwin? You know, maybe that's where we go. Yeah. But right now, you know, he's still a great, he hit the bar. I mean, he, he could have had double return, you know, and yes, there is the clinicality, clinicality issue that we've cited with him in the past and it was one game so yeah i don't know know where the finishing stuff is even coming from after that game too right it's like the offside goal was an amazing finish the other shot hit the post and then the other one was a literal tap in that robo just hit really hard for some reason and was like yeah that should you know like there was no like finishing weird stuff in that game at all yeah they're just Um, he just had zero goals yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, long, long and short is I do think it will turn into more of like a Darwin versus Rabo as opposed to, you know, Diaz versus Rabo. Cause I just think, yeah. you know, Diaz is just very wide and stuff and more wingery and more creative. And Darwin is just like, holy shit. Like everything he's doing is like screams FPL God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, any concerns about the defense? I mean, and they ended last season like really fatigued and, you know, just really like kind of like, trudging along but they they concede early and basically like every game at the end of last season they concede early in this game like vvd concedes a bad pen like i was just like man like what the fuck is going on they need to clean it up or do you expect that they're just gonna like you know bounce back and be a machine like usual Sort of a little bit of everything, I think. Again, right? We can cite in this game really bad individual performances. Matip yeah. was diabolical. He was one of the worst players on the pitch. Yep. Van Dyke was really bad. Yep. And, you know, I be Trent is, it's just at this point, right? The way that they play and the positions in the final third that Trent and Robbo take up is just that invites the, these actions, you know, to happen. And, you know, sure, it's only one or two times a game, but, you know, when they're, you know, Mitrovic or their nine gets isolated on a back post 
area with either Trent or Rabo, that's an issue, you know, and that happens once or twice a game just by the way that Liverpool play. And I don't believe that, you know, you're going to change style to, to, to try and limit that more. I think it's just a matter of, you know, winning those individual battles more right. consistently, which they typically do do. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm really not worried about it. Um, you know, I still expect them to keep, you know, at least 15 cleans or whatever this season. And yeah, I mean, it, it's still, you know, it's, it's not like they concede cha- a lot of chances, you know, it's, yep. they weren't conceding a lot of chances where I'm like, well, what's no. happening here? Yeah, you know, no, I mean, it was weren't. the pen, which was insane by Van Dyke, obviously. And then, you know, that one header, which was also, there was a foul in the buildup. I think that wasn't given, which yeah, seemed to happen, seemed to happen a lot, um, this, this weekend. Oh my God, the fucking VAR, VAR is back, baby. Yeah, far as back. What the a, Man but United you sound pen more concerned. and the fucking who was it? Saw pen not given. Like yeah, those are both crazy. No, I mean it's just something. It's sort of more in the back of my head. Not like uh, I'm transferring Trent out. Like I think that's yeah. really dumb and bad. But it's just something that's like a trend in, in the very wrong direction that we need to like. You know, if it keeps happening, we need to think about it more because yeah. you know all of them depend on you know. 18-ish cleans to be the elite assets at the prices that they're at. So, you know, it's pretty important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, most pro- probably every fullback in the league loses that header. So, you know, it's like, that's, that, it is what it is. Um, yeah. and then the other team we got questions about before just random, random questions is Spurs. And Glaze, you said, explain why Kulu's not the best 8 million midfielder. Um, FPL Matt said, what's your take on Kane? Uh, Catfink said, if you have Kane already and have Mo in Holland, would you move him to Darwin or Jesus since Chelsea's a bad fixture? Um, and then just a couple more on the wingbacks. I mean, Randy said, with such a good showing from Sesson Royale or Spurs contenders for Conte Roulette, see any changes with the squad against Chelsea? And then Wilson said, what are you looking for in order to bring Spurs wingbacks like Perisic and Doc in for Game Week 3? Um, there's a midweek game in Game Week 5. Are you looking for specific minutes or blah, blah, blah? So well, let's just do like a Spurs update after their, their thrashing of Southampton. Kulisevsky obviously is taking the headlines today, um, you know, 13 points. You know, yeah, it's one of those. He's a really good player. Rich was suspended. You know, we know that that is, you know, a early sub slash rotation issue because if he's going to sub Rich on, he's not taking Kane off and Sun usually goes 90 or very close to it. So, you know, that sub at 65 seems like it's going to just be happening very consistently during the season to me, which I don't like. And, you know, he's fine. You know, he's just, he's fine, but you know, having a minutes concern with your eight million midfielder when you look around at who else is there to me is, is problematic, you know, and I also view him a little bit more peripheral, you know, more chance creator than, you know, in the box taking high XG shots, you know, good, really good goal opportunities, which, you know, he did have one and he buried it. Good, good yeah. job by him. Yeah. But I just think that this is going to be more outlier than theme, you know, where he's coming in with double digit hauls. I mean, last season, you know, he, you know, he got five goals in 1300 minutes. So, you know, I expect him to probably be around eight or nine goals this year. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's the good. thing is, if you do that paired with his, you know, chance creation ability, then that's like an incredible eight million pick. It's just, yeah, I mean, I, I 
I'm not going to explain why he's not the best 8 million midfielder. He's a really good pick. You know, he was in yeah. Tinkers like every other fucking 8 million midfielder was in Tinkers in the team. And he happened to be, you know, basically furthest forward. It was really a diamond with Kane, you know, at the tip and then Sun and Kulu like up top uh, sort in of. In front, yeah. Is that going to be every game? Like, I don't know. You know, is, is at Chelsea a good fixture? No. You know, so I'm, I'm still just like, you know, it's, it's a bit of an overreaction to just be like, he's obviously the best eight million in the game. Cause if we do that, then every week anyone scores, we're going to be like, Oh, why weren't we all on fucking blah, blah, blah? You know, yeah. so, but yeah, he's, he's really good. But um, yeah, he's good. He's fine. You know, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think like transferring him in is smart right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And then what about the wingbacks? Because for me, I'm looking at we both we both got rid of Perisic before game week one. Yeah. Which, you know, he played twenty minutes, got one point, so sure. But I immediately like on doing that, I wrote down, you know, game week three, first priority, Perisic. Home Wolves, at Forest, at West Ham, home Fulham, like should be fit by then, I assume. But, you know, if he doesn't start again against Chelsea, like what do we do with that? It's a mess, dude. Yeah, it's a mess, right? I mean, especially so because Conte is there saying, like, I let my guys who got us to Champions League last year, you know, go again, and they just we destroyed them. There's just so many guys. You know, I mean, that is the issue. There's just so many guys. Because, um, you know, you can easily make that other story of, oh, yeah, well, he started Chelsea, then he's not going to start game week three, and then I'll put set, like, blah, 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 you know. You need to, I think, it doesn't matter that much, like what minutes he does or does not play. It's just, you know, seeing more is the fitness there. And then you just, this is not a player that you put in and out. Like you just hold him for a really long time yeah. because he will not start every game <laughs> and he will start some games and score 15 points. You know, you can set your clock to that. And he'll also sub on sometimes and get goals and assists. Yes, that's possible. Of course, that's possible. But, you know, I think that's really what you're looking at. It it just does then come to the question of, you know, is that good enough compared to some of the other defenders that you can get, you know, when we're looking at some of these other picks? Because are just so many good picks. Yeah. So I think that's a yeah, cop-out answer. But. No, no, it's not a cop I was going to sort of back you up and say it's not a cop-out because the good thing is we don't have to worry about it right now. Because we're not bringing them in for Chelsea. Chelsea. So we just, you know, keep it in the back of our mind. We watch the game. We assess. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a really weird player. And that's kind of why I made that Jota comparison on the the last preseason pod of like when Jota first got to Liverpool. And just like any time he starts, I'm like, yeah, 15 points right there for him. Right there for the taking. When he yeah. subs on, I'm thinking, yeah, goal or assist are there. You know, he could this could be it could be a one pointer like it was against Southampton. Could be, you know, seven or eight. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like you said, there's just so many good like four, five and five defenders, not even talking about the premiums that he's more competing with. So that'll be more what we have to decide. And you know, we yeah. we're both on trips you know, he's home city in game week three, then at Wolves and at Liverpool. Like maybe it's trips that goes like that makes sense to me in my head, but I'm not doing it right now anyway. So don't, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also back up to Chelsea for a second. I mean, Chilwell starting was also a really big. Oh my God. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really big, you know, um, surprise. surprise. Yeah. He's didn't play well at all. But, you know, he win, wins a pen, right? I mean, your wing, wing back winning a pen is, you know, shows you what he does. He just, he, when he starts, he just 
finds points, you know, kind of just like Reese does. And, you know, I think I was like kind of preseason thing. Okay. I don't have to think or worry about this until like game week four or something. Like he's going to be building fitness for the next couple of weeks. But I mean, he's real too. You know, I mean, he's a real option. Like before we knew yep. he was hurt, it was like, oh yeah, Reese and Chilwell, that's a good double up for 12 million kind yeah. of thing, you know? Totally. And that's to me still like very true. I don't, I mean, the Kukurea signing, I don't think that's like bad for him because I still think Chilwell's like a better left wing back. It just, if anything, takes some pressure off him. He doesn't yeah. stay fit very long. I just, I don't know if that's going to be a, a concern. But, you know, to me, it's Kukure is going to just play left-sided center back. And, you know, when Chilwell gets subbed off, which I'm sure he'll do all the time because he's five subs, you know, he just kind of moves him over at the wing back kind of thing. But what do you, you, are you with me on Chilwell? Yeah. I mean, if he was fit for game week one and like playing all the preseason minutes, I would have really been tight on Chilwell versus Reese. Cause to me, that's like, Goals in open play versus like bonus points almost is like the battle there where it's like Reese is just such a god on bonus, but like cheat Chilwell has like legit like in box attacking guy things. The thing, you know, Touche said that he's, st- he's still not fit. I think the only reason he started is because like Marco say basically was like, go fuck I'm yourself. Don't play yeah. me. I'm not going to play scumbag. I'm not so, coming to the stadium. Yeah, guys. like I'm just, there's no chance. I'm risking my Barcelona move or whatever the fuck as if they can pay him. But, you know, so, you know, again, it's similar with Paris, right? It's like home Spurs, like we're not bringing him in. So it doesn't yeah. matter that yeah. much. But we want to see fitness. We want him to start. Ideally, like you said, it's Chilwell left wing back and Kukure left center back against Spurs so we can feel confident about that that those I mean, positionings going forward and then that means like you said i mean i totally agree it means reset wing back more often Chilwell at wing back more often yeah. and they're both just going to be like incredible i mean their defense is strictly better than it was last year you think so a, a million percent kukurea and kulabali besides Telv is just better than what they had last year yeah i guess i consider kulabali a pretty big downgrade over Rudiger, but then Kukure is just such a big upgrade over Aspel. That's his thing. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess, I guess that is true. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Hey, my yeah. main concern with this team projecting for the season is their midfield, but they're all fit now, so it doesn't really matter. Well, um, I mean, the answer is fucking staring him right in the face as German fraud can't see it. It's Gallagher. Just, just start yeah, I, I don't really think he fits, but... We'll see if Dude, he does. I'm telling you, if we go watch, when we watch him, what he did at West Brom, he was a different player. He can do whatever. I, know, I thought need. he was a bad player. <laughs> I, don't know, I think he could do. He could do whatever he asked. He asked him to do. He he can fit in. I the think one he, he thing that he's anything. never shown the ability to do is pass. So that's like the main not fitting in thing potentially but if he was yeah. the guy instead of Conte like against the bus like making those runs like I'm a forward that which is more similar to what he did against Palace then yeah he's gonna fucking dong his life away but, but this is like imagine if he was if he started instead of Conte that's what I'm saying against Everton yeah, yeah. but if he starts instead of Conte against Spurs I'm like they're gonna no, get fucking yeah. shredded no, I don't like and that that's, you know yeah that's and that's fine you know that's fine but so we'll see but yeah, for now, either way, for a defensive pick, doesn't matter. So, yeah, I mean, I, very much on the radar. Another Game Week 3 guy. I mean, yeah. the more I talk about Game Week 3, I'm like, maybe Game Week 3 is not a bad wild card. Like, maybe, you know, it's, I'm not committing to it by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, if we're Spurs all of a sudden have a really good run, Chelsea all of a sudden have a really good run, you know, Arsenal's amazing run, 
continues or you know goes on there you know like maybe we'll know a lot more by then to just go for it but you know it's definitely those those are the guys i'm thinking about for game week three not for game week two yeah okay question more questions um yeah just other random stuff Richard, the Forest fan, he said, "How hard should we be targeting Forest?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, his logo in Discord is so the, good. the crest of the. And yeah. he puts it in his name. It's like and we, in a parentheses, no one, no one, the no Forest one figured fan. It out. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the question? How hard Sorry. should we be targeting Forest? Because <laughs> they just got fucking abused. <laughs> they did. I mean, the eleven is a rough bunch of names that they put out there on that field. You know, it's just tough. They, they're not. They're not. I don't know. Steve Cooper just looks so fucking funny and weird that, like, I just... It's like a high weasel. Yeah, I thought he, he's like a high weasel. That's good. I was, like, thinking there's a little bit of Buscemi combined yeah, with, like, a Pete Davidson. That. It's oh, that's man, butthole-wise? That, yeah, that's what I see there All in right. that face. And, yeah, he's just such, right. a, such a I'm high in high school and really bad at hiding it kind of kid. And it's just like, dude, yeah. everyone knows you're fucking stoned. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's probably the best clean sheet fixture in the world um yep. <laughs> right now i feel like we can next say that villa. pretty calm yeah next to villa and bournemouth <laughs> i guess um but yeah i don't know how hard should we be targeting them yeah they're, they're fucking bad i don't know how hard to target them you know what how do, how do we answer that question <laughs> I don't, I how hard some... what's the scale yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the scale of hard to the most hard diamonds yeah. rock to diamond which yeah, gemstone is it um i'm not like taking a hit to get Bowen in because they play Forest, I'll tell you that much. Yes, but right. Yeah, they're bad. You know, there's a few bad teams. We'll, we'll see how the cookie crumbles. But certainly, like you said, I think more t- more is the clean sheet yeah. than, uh, than the attack because, you know, they did, they did keep them out pretty decently. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle's too. goals were kind of freak goals. Yeah. Like, Hendo's good. Yeah, Hendo's good. Dude, Hendo's seven saves. Like, that. Yeah. that's on the radar a bit, so... Um, Wary Painter said, Are we seeing the return of the forwards? Banff, Tony, Column all returning on top of Mitro, Darwin looking good. Also, four out of five of those are the main men and on pens. Yeah, forwards are back, baby. Yeah, I mean, Leeds played really well, right? I mean, Wolves were all over the shop, but Leeds still put them to the sword and were very aggressive, you know, getting a lot of turnovers in really good positions and creating a lot of good chances. I mean, Bamford. He kind of had a, a, a weird kind of game. I think he was like a little bit more creative than you know normal. And I mean, but he we have to remember too with Bamford, right? He's not an explosive like fast player, right? He just ticks along. Yeah, but yeah, he's, and he's a good so pick. good at everything. He's the hub yeah. of the attack. He's not like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's within the first like either assist goal or the third the hockey assist from their goals like pretty it's hard if it's an open play goal for that not to be the case so yeah he's still certainly good i mean callum obviously i mean if he plays games he just scores every one of them somehow and yeah he's good tony i don't know i mean i was really tilted off by that game obviously with my with my goalkeeper combo i mean that first half was the least competitive half i've seen in you know a lot of games. It was really insane. So how, how, how did Brodge get them back? How did Brodge get Brentford back in the game? You want to talk to me about that? You know, Brodge sees things differently than us mere mortals. Five I subs. Mean, he made one. It wasn't a good one. Like, it's just like, he's, I could see him sitting there. He's like, oh, okay. Like, 
Frank is subbing on all of his attackers. Like I need to do, I should do that too. Like I'll just do one. <laughs> I'll take one of my midfielders out when we're completely disassembling them in midfield and put on a forward. This is exactly what we need, you know. And then you get what you what you deserve on that one. So but that was Tony. Bad. I'm that was bad. That was some type of collapse. I mean, that could. It's that was concerning because that game looked from literally unlosable. Like it was so. They were fucking them so hard, dude. Yeah. It was insane how yeah. badly they were destroying them. Yeah. And then to to draw that game was just out of control. I mean, Tony, yeah, Tony's like whatever. I I don't know. I, I still he's fine. What I mean, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I still I my evaluation on him hasn't really changed. Right? I don't think you look at Brentford with good fixtures and you're like, okay, time for like Tony to haul. Like he's just yeah. not like that. But you know, he'll tick. He'll he'll get his goals. He'll get his pens. Like whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm with you on Bamford. I was really, I thought he looked really good, to be honest. And, and it's exactly what you said, right? It's like, you can just look at 2020 season and even the few minutes he played in the 2021 20, season, like his involvement is like why he's good. And the other reason why he's good is because leads are a much better attack than where they will finish in the table. Yeah, I and like so, Bamford more than all these picks. Me too. I think Bamford yeah. is just like a great fucking pick with great fixtures. And, you know, I think he's just going to keep being above 50% involved, which is really insane for an attack that's like as aggressive as Leeds. Yeah. Um, I think you can like very confidently hold Bamford, you know, with their fixtures through like game week nine or something and feel yeah. good about it. So that's yeah. that's pretty valuable. And he has pens too. Yep, and main man and, and on pens. And having pens on leads is not the same thing as having pens on, you know, Brenham, right? I mean, they're in the box a lot, so they should win more pens. So, yeah, like Aronson, Harrison, even Dan James, like guys like that are just like fast and tricky and whatever. It's like those are can't the guys who get fouled for pens. Can't believe you just mentioned Dan. He's not. You can't win pens from the bench if he subs on. <laughs> His X win pens is higher than the average substitute. That's all I'm yeah. trying to say there. I mean, Christensen can't buy a fucking pen. Saw comes out of the box, punches him in the face after he heads the ball away. Like Bamford should have had a fucking double yeah. return, you know. And he could have had more. He could have had three. Yeah, yeah. he could have had more. So he could have had a triple return. But um, yeah, that non-pen call was obviously insane. <sighs> yeah, a lot of good picks. Yeah, and, and and Jesus. I mean, we're not even talking. Yeah, about I know. Jesus That's what still, I was going to say. Where did he even mention Jesus? I mean, he he was you know probably good for a double return. You know, to at assist. least one return. Yeah, and he was just the thing with Jesus. Just watching him in that game. You know, I mean, it was Friday. It was like the furthest game away, so we haven't like mentioned it. But he's just everywhere. Like he's just all everywhere. over the pitch, and you know, he's sometimes he's provider sometimes he's at six sometimes he's at the end of things like he's his work rate and like where he is he just he's he's great he's gonna be good he's gonna be yeah good, and the difference pick. between him and like uh even like you know like a Firmino or even a cane which is kind of a harsh comp is that like when he's deep and helps with build up and stuff like he's still arriving in the box yeah like he has the pace and the energy and the fitness to just still get there and still be in the box and still get on the end of stuff. Whereas like, you know, we see Kane often not do that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's I, a huge, yeah. and that's a huge deal. Cause oh, like we humongous, see, humongous. we talk about that as a negative for Kane. It's like the negative why it is for Kane is exactly, you see Kane drop in and he makes that one 
breaking, like line breaking pass to create something, yeah. an attacking action, but he does not return to the TV screen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Often, he makes that pass yeah. and he just stays there. Where I don't know what the fuck he does, but the camera moves and Kane's not there. Yeah, like, I mean, Jesus, Sun the, and Kulu and yeah. you know, Parasage, like they're fucking fast. They run, you know, yeah, like they're it, yeah. on, then they're countering. They go. They're not going to wait yeah. for Kane. But yeah, yeah. It, it is a big deal. I mean, he. I don't. It's one of those like difference between watching the game and maybe watching the highlights things that people are even like transferring him out. Like after watching sure. the game, I was like, Dude, such a good pick. Oh my God. He's so good. And then like a lot of people are like getting rid of him because uh, he had like one shot and whatever. And I'm just like, no, he was like, he was like everything. He was everywhere. So, yeah. Um, great, great question here from Glenn Denning. Does Stevie G have any idea what he's doing? <laughs> Unknown. I can't believe we haven't. It's we're at an, like almost an hour. We haven't even mentioned really Villa, <laughs> Bailey, Villa, Sitch. What the fuck, dude? It was when he took this job. I really couldn't come up with a scenario of like how this is going to decrease his value of like, like in the manager market, right? He's showing us a scenario. <laughs> It's, it's just been such a long time of sturgid performances with changing personnel and tactics like within game before wild. the game. It's really out of control and his squad is good. Yeah, they're it's good. It's a good squad. I feel like and we gave they him should a lot be of in contention for top yeah. 7, like 7th place basically. They should be in contention for yeah. that. And they can't even get a single like half chance against Bournemouth. They can't get out of their own fucking way. I mean, it's like we gave them a lot of leeway last year with not having the DM situation. And, yeah. you know, it's been one game with Kamara there, but I don't, it's bad. You know, it's just really bad. And, you know, especially when you get to attack for 90, you know, I mean, it was sort of a little bit like, I don't know what it, it was just bad. It was just fucking bad. I don't know. They have a lot, they had a lot of creativity in there, you know, with Bundy, especially sitting on the bench yeah, they too. Sub, put they him on. Like, him on. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so what, what is everyone doing? Like, why is this not functioning? He starts Ings, he benches walking. It's like, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's fucking like, it should have been training ground stuff. I'm not saying yeah. like, you know, Bournemouth are, you know, going to bend over for them or anything like that, but Bournemouth go up one nil in the first minute of the game. And Parker does exactly what you'd expect him to do, and he should do. This is not like a, you know, I'm not talking negatively about Parker at all here. They just park a fucking triple decker bus and never leave their half again. And like, that's like, okay, now the game has changed. We, you know, Villa need a goal. You have Coutinho, you have Bailey, you know, you sub on Buendia. Like, this is, what have you been working on if like this isn't it, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I don't. I don't know if he has any idea what he's doing. I don't know what the hell's going on there. It's very bad. Yeah. I'm, McGinn? Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know so many things after that performance. Yeah. It's still just the balance. There's no balance. You know, and he's not committing to something. Like He's yeah, still those, not, like... There were those games that I referenced at the end of last season where... They actually like destroyed teams. They like, you know, Burnley and Southampton. There's some others in there where they just had 20 plus shots and like three XG. And I was like, yeah, okay. So sometimes they're capable of that. But then you watch this game and I was just like, are they capable of that? Like, how did that even happen? I, I can't who even remember. The, yeah. Who were those people in yeah. that game? Where yeah. are those players? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's bad. I mean, it's, it's obviously bad. And yeah, I mean, they have another good fixture. I mean, Bailey. 
it's not like really there's anywhere to go from there. I mean, um, I'm I'm considering starting Pereira over Bailey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only difference really in the fixtures for Villa is, you know, this game week two on is Evela Park. You know, I mean, maybe that, that does something, but it's they're going to be, be a bus. They're going to be faced with 90 of the same exact thing, yeah. same exact task to... So I'm worried about that. Should be. Yeah, no, you should be. You should be. I can. I have a mill in the bank. I could just do Bailey to Martinelli. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's kind of staring me in the face. Yeah, well, the problem with doing that is you probably need to do it, like, now, because Martinelli might price change any day. <sighs> Insert price change rant here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's something I, that's definitely on my mind. Um, right. Mushy P said, do the opening games of the Big Six change the opinion on the main defender picks? Not really, no, right? They're all no. great. Yeah. Um... Yo, my name is Alan, too. He said, after one game, what bad fixtures might actually be good and vice versa? So, Which bad fixtures might be good? What does that mean? What does yeah, that mean? Which fixtures that we thought were bad going into the season we now think might be good? I don't know. I don't think anything's changed. I, Lester is still the one that I'm like... the I. The range of possibilities is the widest because they, they did that they first half and then minutes. they did that second half. So that, that's the thing is it's like is it that simple? Like you just put a couple attackers on and then they just fall apart. Crumble. I mean, it might it might be. Yeah, but it's like you know. So then projecting that to game week two, I'm like, okay, Arsenal's home, Leicester. What fucking Leicester are we going to see? Because Arteta versus Braj should just be literally nothing happens for 90 minutes. They just pass back and forth in midfield. And it's just Spider-Man memeing and nothing happens and no one gets any shots or does anything ever. But how that's going to play out, I don't know. I don't. It could be anything. I could see Arsenal yeah. winning 3-0. I could see a 0-0. I could see Leicester scoring easily. So, don't know. Um, that's the one that's the hardest for me. Bear said, taking a step back, what players really surprised you the most by their role? And do you think it's sustainable? And Harry said, which player that isn't in your team impressed you the most from an eye test perspective? And these questions are so, so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's really asking us to do, you know, kind of an uncomfortable thing by taking one game and like projecting out, this is how it's going to be. Um, and I don't know how like fantasy relevant this is, but I really, really like, uh, Trossard at wing back. I mean, that's just his position to me because he doesn't have enough goals to take up one of those very precious attacking positions in him. I mean, who does at Brighton, but just for him and, and what the, I mean, that added dimension to the attack looked so good to me. I love that, uh, him at left wing back. Um, I want to follow that up with, with Grob. I mean, yeah, I, Anytime he's played, he's been a good fantasy asset. We're talking about gross, by the way, for you know new listeners who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But Pascal, he fucking is always good. He's a god on bones. He has a very good long pedigree at this point of getting fantasy points when he plays. You know, I didn't think he'd be nailed, but he played the second furthest forward guy. He played almost like inside forward on the right. He's on pens usually. Um you know, and their their run is you know really good. I mean, home Newcastle at West Ham's not great the next two, but then home Leeds at Fulham, home Leicester at Bournemouth is really good. You know, so I think that that's a guy that I looked at and interests me. And the other one that I just was like when I was looking at stats, just really popped to me was JWP. I mean, because you know, obviously the fixture is bad, and he gets like a kind of like a worldy 
insane goal. But the thing that really popped to me, and you you kind of shouted this, I think, in one of the preseason pods, but we hadn't actually seen it in action. Was just he had six touches in the box, and Usually I saw that. Zero. And yeah, I saw that, and I was or he like, has that, one if he has a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that can't be right. Last yeah. season, he didn't have one game where he had more than three and the season before that he didn't have one game where he had more than two touches in the box so you know the three at the back system then we'll see how quickly ralph either gets fired or they abandoned that (laughs) it's already like i didn't like it yeah so you know that this could just all be worthless like very very soon probably will be but you know if he's doing what we already know he's going to do with the pens and the free kicks and the corners, but adding like he's actually capable of doing something in open play, which is usually not the case with him. Then like that is something that I'm very interested yeah. in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I want to see a little bit more from gross because there's still a lot he could do with the formation. I mean, yeah, he can also just Potter. play, stop playing just hard there. Like he could do that tomorrow. It's right? Potter. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the war prowess. Yeah. I mean, the touches in the box are a serious thing. You know, once the fixtures change, you know, him playing, him playing more as an eight and less as a six just makes him so much better. I mean, if he can add, you know, a few open play returns to what he usually does, then he's almost all of a sudden knocking on like 180, 190. Yeah. At six, so, five. At six, five. Yeah. So that's a good shout. Definitely a good shout. Yeah. Yeah. And the last question was, was Fred Neal. He said, how quickly should we get Metro in? Hey, good pick. There's so many good picks this year, dude. There's legitimately like 50 picks. Yeah. I feel like in in this landscape when there are so many good picks, like, I mean, we kind of saw it this week, right? Like the differences between like, oh, I had a good week to like, oh, I was fine is like, you just, you had Martinelli or like you had an extra clean sheet or you had, yeah, you you know, having these one little things like, we have to hit captain, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big reason why we're, why we're, we are kind of more template and, and we're actually looking at ownership. I never looked at ownership in my life before like this preseason, but like, I just want to stay with the pack for now because there's so many good picks. I just don't want to be like really rogue, really differential, you know, hit in Darwin this week, whatever it is, because I'm just, you know, I might just fall really behind because I, think they're all good picks all the template guys are really good picks um you know later in the season we'll see other things develop we'll know who's good who's bad who's players we like whatever it is the runs but like yeah for now i mean probably best to just be patient like get the guys that everyone's getting because they're the best guys you know roll your transfer if you can and just like you know hang with the pack yeah yeah I think the biggest thing for me today is just how far we are away from our assessment of Darwin, I think, because one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a big call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some people are going to bring him in this week. I'm sure people already fucking have after more people have Darwin, more people own Darwin than Luis Diaz. Is that true? It's true. That's wild. So. So people yeah, I guess people are transferring him the in. buttons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a hundred eighty-seven thousand transfers in already. So I guess he's going to price rise. But yeah, and that's that's the for sure thing that we're the most different on right now. But I'm still on the in in the camp with you of like I'm just going to wait. So yeah. Um, let's go to our teams, dude, for the first time. Okay. So give me your like preliminary thoughts on your team and your cap, because I think so the I'm cap just, is just, interesting. 
Yeah, I'm going to just say my team because I don't think we did that. We like never do that. But yeah. I have both the Leicester fraudulent keepers. <laughs> God damn it. This is also, I was like sitting there like after they concede and I'm just like questioning my entire existential dread, questioning my life. Like I spend hours and hours and hours of the off season like i'm gonna get a premium keeper i'm gonna great get a pre- season to get last, a premium yeah, have ederson in for a good week or two before like last day like nope like get out of here ederson like give me the worst shit fuck in the game like give me the one point keeper <sighs> it's okay dude a lot of the All best right. managers in the fucking world went with that too yeah. so that's a good sign no, and the other thing too, more like after I let that run through and yeah, finish yeah, playing, yeah. is like I'm freeing up this money on the pitch. Yeah, there's going to be like 40 point difference between this combo of Nightmare and like Ederson. But if I can't using all the transfers at hand throughout the course of the season and targeting good fixtures, like make up for those points, then I deserve to get a bad rank, you know? So I'm, right. I'm going to just, I'm going to just stick with it. Um, right. So I have that. I have Trent Robbo, Reese, Cancelo, Trips at the back. Um, I have Mount, Mo, and Neto. And then I have Jesus and Holland up top. So yeah, Trips definitely, well, he was the Perry replacement. Um, definitely concerned about that just medium term with the fixtures that don't look so good. I need to probably commit like next week when I have my transfers of like, am I going to just rotate him and Pereira and just leave that alone? Or is that somewhere I'm going to invest like money or a transfer in on? Do I want to upgrade that? Do, what do I want to do with that spot? I'm going to have to figure that out. Initial one of the questions. I vote rotate Pereira. That's what I'm planning to do, but I, yeah. it's totally a reasonable place to look for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mount, you know, previously discussed, concerned about, and Neto, you know, I mean, I think he played well. Potence, Wang, like it's just, it's not really that good. Like that, those three, it's just not that good. You know, I, I just put yeah. in, just takes too many touches. He's too lightweight. He's just not good enough to me. They, they bought Guedes today. Yeah, I saw that. You know, I mean, that could help, but it, then it's just again, right? When I'm watching this game, I'm like, this is clearly this team's getting, you know, outplayed by Leeds. And, you know, they don't have tough fixtures, thank God. But I'm just like, you know, how many goals is this team really going to score? You know, I mean, Neto is yeah. probably the class of the three in terms of just overall performance and what he was creating and stuff like that. And he had a couple of decent shots, but you know, you know, and he's five, five, but we're talking about so many good picks, right? So I, mean, I don't want to just hold like a pick who's like returning one and four, one and five when there are all these other really good picks, right? Yeah, so yeah. I need to make a decision on that pretty quickly too, I think, because I think that's he has another the pressure game point. Week three, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe that's more of like a next week you like double move or triple move and maybe maybe he's a part of that if he looks bad or something. Could be. Could be. Could be. So so that's what I'm I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards saving. But if I do anything I mean and I mean now I'm starting to think of Darwin as like, well, is this something that I do need to actually like what do I do I need to do Robo to Darwin? Because I mean like you're saying, if he is going to be getting these underlyings similar to like what Holland's getting, which that's possible. It's very you know, possible. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, he, you know, we're not going to be able to cover Darwin's points with like Robbo. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean yeah. that doesn't exist. But I'm just saying, like, when you're comparing the two of like which one, you know, is better, right? Even if it is more expensive. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because then it would be like downgrading mount would be you know that would lead me more towards maybe I don't say maybe I do do the mount move. 
before any of these price the changes and shit. Yeah. Or the two bank million. the two million. Yeah. yeah. What so, about um are you on Mo or Holland? Cap. I'm on Holland, but I'm not convinced. I'm very by it. Tor- I think it's very hard. I think it's very, very close. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll talk what, more about that on, on your, Friday my life. Yeah. How's your team looking? I mean, yeah, I, I kind of through the pot have mentioned like my occasional moves. I guess I'll read my team too. I have Ederson Trips Dean. So Dean was my parasitic replacement. That worked out really well. Reese, Trent, Cancelo. My midfield is Mo, Diaz, Bailey, and I have Holland Jesus up top. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's Bailey is obviously my biggest concern. Like we knew yeah. going into the season that he had two, maybe three acceptable fixtures before the really bad run. And it turns you know, out he has zero. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the good fixture for Aston Villa doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Two, how'd you end up with? Three Villa players in your team. Wait, three? Oh, well, Archer's, Arch- Archer's know, a god. Know, but... yeah, Archer's a god. Well, Dean <laughs> was just a two-week, literally two-week replacement guy, so fuck. whatever. But yeah, fucking That's hell. That's the thing, so... though. We are on preseason, all preseason. We haven't, we didn't have an, a Villa player in our team until like two days before the deadline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the <sighs> Parasitch late news, rumors, leaks, whatever, yeah. was definitely, you know, a, a kind of a panic move. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I have a mill on the bank. So Bailey to Martinelli, I think, is, like, really, really tempting. You know, Leicester, we talked about them a lot. They lose control. They let up good chances. Arsenal are much better attacking team than Brentford. You know, might just, and the other thing that I said also, and worth repeating, like, I know I'm going to want Martinelli for three and four and maybe five. You know, he's at Bournemouth home Fulham in three, four. So, like, why wouldn't I just why get him save? now? Yeah. I don't really see that unless I think I'm going to need that for, like, a double move to get Darwin in in Game Week 3 or something. Yeah. Something more drastic and extreme. But, you know, I can just do other stuff to get there. Um, yeah, that's well, that's the answer. But the difference is, like, because I'm, like, like, we're kind of both talking the same way about Martinelli, but my route is getting rid of Mount and yours is getting rid of Bailey. And it's like, you're getting rid of a pick you know you do not want. And I'm getting rid of a pick who's like, I have no idea if I'm going to want. Yeah. Like, right. it makes it so much louder for you where it's so like, I what is the downside? Do today. It's probably better than saving. I think so, right? I mean, it's like, the other option is I genuinely think Pereira is, like, startable. And I just start him at Wolves over Bailey and just, that's fine. You know, and just save my transfer. Next week I can do, like, Bailey, Diaz, Dean, if I want, you know, to like, you know, make more drastic changes, you know, minus four on three moves or whatever. That I think that's viable, too. That would be probably the better option, um, in some people's opinions, to just roll it and just start Pereira. But, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, I want Marnelli. It's a, it's a player that I know I don't want and a player that I know I'm going to want, so I probably should just do it. And then the main thing I was thinking between the caps, because as soon as Sunday happened, I just put the cap on Holland and was like, forget about it. But the main, the main difference, I think, between Mo and Holland for this week's cap is that Holland could play between like 50 and 70 minutes. I could absolutely see that. And City are just up 3 0 and absolutely coasting. Whereas Mo is going to play like 85 plus. Yeah. And so that's. But if they're up coasting, then I mean, is he really uninvolved there? Like, he right? Evolved. That's that's the other thing, right? Is <laughs> he, that, does that mean he just has a brace and you just are like good to go? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I right. just I feel like 
I feel like I'm going to probably stick with Holland on Me it. Me too. I just, I just think that the fixture is enough different. And I, I Palace am going to captain against Palace. I'm going to not do that anymore because I, I think that's fucked me many times in the yeah, past. It and it's not you helpful. Many times. <laughs> yeah. But looking at, I mean, even though, you know, we had, you know, pl- going to Anfield like us, we, the difference of fixture and the quality of player on the field is significant. And I kind of can, am building the story of like, Bournemouth just had like the best thing ever in their lives happen and they played a non-team like just showed up like didn't do anything they're going in here with nothing like a total free hit like yeah. I don't think they're going to be there like we really need to fight like I this is like burn this is like is a home burn the game to me where it's like this is 5-0 yep. you know like I yep. just think that they're going to just run circles around them and it's going to be like you are playing Lloyd Kelly and fucking Lewis <laughs> like who the fuck are these guys like we are going to destroy these like Travers it's just like I feel like it's just too much different and it's also something we said preseason like before anything yes. it was like oh yeah we yes. want Holland for game yeah. or two cap like that's why I think we, I, that's, that's why where we him. just yeah I think that's where we we should stick because that was our initial re- instinct like I mean it's sort of the it's like the reason I wanted to make this notebook or one of the many reasons right it's like I wanted to be able on Friday when I make my final move when I'm you know click the fucking final button whatever it is i want to be like why am i doing something different than i was going to do on monday in this case it's like why am i doing something different than i was planning on doing for the last two weeks right you know and there's no reason i mean holland looked amazing city looked amazing it's the better fixture there's no reason and just another thing about palace is like they're still like underrated like i still think people just see home palace and are like oh my god but like legitimately at home they were third best defense in the league last season behind city and liverpool and away yeah they were worse but they were the fifth best defense in the league away it's like they're worse but they're still like a really solid tough team to break down you know and with good players with good players and a good manager you know so it's just not the same level fucking nate klein revenge game and it's the fine derby yeah exactly Benteke Derby too, even though you know he's not there anymore. Oh my god, it's incredible! <laughs> but yeah, so I think Holland. But yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Um, okay. And then I need to slap a lot of asses. There's a lot of new Patreon signups. So anyway, before you slap asses, we're gonna do next pod. We're back to doing our my life behind the Patreon paywall. Yeah. So yeah, you know that's that's our weekly pod we do on Thursday ahead of the game. You know, game week deadline. So if you want more of us, then Get over to Patreon and yeah. help us out. Support yeah, us. look for that on Thursday nights, Eastern time or Friday mornings, you know, European time, whatever. Um, and it'll be just raw, uncut, unedited, <laughs> me and Walsh. So uh, let me slap so many asses here. We got John Frederick Strom, Dan Bell, Kenneth Fletcher, Dan Jopp, Alan, Alan O'Leary, Tokemon, Matus, Ethan Griswold, Nicholas Adamson, Andrew S., Josh Pashadag, Tom Bartley, Daryl Armstrong, Ryan, David, Gustav Landmark, David Tuckett, Ken Risley, Harrison Tricker, LFC Wardy, Gavin, Blade Lewis, Chris Anderson, Zach, Chris Frantz, Stellan Schweenius, Carl Strand, Mika Latva, FF Jangles, The Overdrive Beats Everything, Nami, Sean, Jack B., Ryan Good, Rick Koikin, got on there, baby, slap the ass. Love to see that. Love to see it, baby. <laughs> These thank are the all. times of our lives. Uh, thank you for the signups. And uh, yeah, I think that's it, dude. Yeah. Hope pod. you guys liked it. We'll see Game you week one pod in the books. 
See you tomorrow. Check us out at FMLFL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLFL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLFL. Subscribe, rate, review, and